chapters five and six of sevastopol by leo tolstoy this librivox recording is in the public domain chapters five and six of part three sevastopol in august eighteen fifty five who ordered beet soup called out the slatternly mistress of the house a fat woman of forty as she entered the room with a bowl of soup the conversation ceased at once and all who were in the room fixed their eyes on the woman ah it was kozeltzoff who ordered it said the young officer he must be waked get up for your dinner he said approaching the sleeper on the sofa and jogging his elbow a young lad of seventeen with merry black eyes and red cheeks sprang energetically from the sofa and stood in the middle of the room rubbing his eyes ah excuse me please he said to the doctor whom he had touched in rising lieutenant kozeltzoff recognized his brother immediately and stepped up to him don't you know me he said with a smile ah exclaimed the younger brother this is astonishing and he began to kiss his brother they kissed twice but stopped at the third repetition as though the thought had occurred to both of them why is it necessary to do it exactly three times well how delighted i am said the elder looking at his brother let us go out on the porch we can have a talk come come i don't want any soup you eat it Federson, he said to his comrade but you wanted something to eat i don't want anything when they emerged on the porch the younger kept asking his brother well how are you tell me all about it and still he kept on saying how glad he was to see him but he told nothing himself when five minutes had elapsed during which time they had succeeded in becoming somewhat silent the elder brother inquired why the younger one had not gone into the guards as they had all expected him to do he wanted to get to sebastopol as speedily as possible he said for if things turned out favourably there he could get advancement more rapidly there than in the guards there it takes ten years to reach the grade of colonel while here todleben had risen in two years from lieutenant-colonel to general well and if one did get killed there was nothing to be done what a fellow you are said his brother smiling but the principal thing do you know brother said the younger smiling and blushing as though he were preparing to say something very disgraceful all this is nonsense and the principal reason why i asked it was that i was ashamed to live in petersburg when men are dying for their country here yes and i wanted to be with you he added with still greater shamefacedness how absurd you are said the elder brother pulling out his cigarette machine and not even glancing at him it's a pity though that we can't be together now honestly is it so terrible in the bastions inquired the younger man abruptly oh it is terrible at first but you get used to it afterwards it's nothing you will see for yourself and tell me still another thing what do you think will sevastopol be taken i think that it will not god knows but one thing is annoying just imagine what bad luck a whole bundle was stolen from us on the road and it had my shako in it so that now i am in a dreadful predicament and i don't know how i am to show myself the young kozeltzoff vladimir greatly resembled his brother mikhail but he resembled him as a budding rose-bush resembles one that is out of flower his hair was chestnut also but it was thick and lay in curls on his temples 
on the soft white back of his neck there was a blond lock a sign of good luck so the nurses say the full-blooded crimson of youth did not stand fixed on the soft white hue of his face but flashed up and betrayed all the movements of his mind he had the same eyes as his brother but they were more widely opened and clearer which appeared the more peculiar because they were veiled frequently by a slight moisture a golden down was sprouting on his cheeks and over his ruddy lips which were often folded into a shy smile displaying teeth of dazzling whiteness he was a well-formed and broad-shouldered fellow in unbuttoned coat from beneath which was visible a red shirt with collar turned back as he stood before his brother leaning his elbows on the railing of the porch with cigarette in hand and innocent joy in his face and gesture he was so agreeable and comely a youth that any one would have gazed at him with delight he was extremely pleased with his brother he looked at him with respect and pride fancying him his hero but in some ways so far as judgments on worldly culture ability to talk french behaviour in the society of distinguished people dancing and so on he was somewhat ashamed of him looked down on him and even cherished a hope of improving him if such a thing were possible all his impressions so far were from petersburg at the house of a lady who was fond of good-looking young fellows and who had had him spend his holidays with her and from moscow at the house of a senator where he had once danced at a great ball six having nearly talked their fill and having arrived at the feeling that you frequently experience that there is little in common between you though you love one another the brothers were silent for a few moments pick up your things and we will set out at once said the elder the younger suddenly blushed stammered and became confused are we to go straight to sevastopol he inquired after a momentary pause why yes you can't have many things and we can manage to carry them i think oh, very good we shall start at once said the younger with a sigh and he went inside but he paused at the vestibule without opening the door dropped his head gloomily and began to reflect straight to sebastopol on the instant within range of the bombs frightful it's no matter however it must have come some time now at all events with my brother the fact was that it was only now at the thought that once seated in the cart he should enter sebastopol without dismounting from it and that no chance occurrence could any longer detain him that the danger which he was seeking clearly presented itself to him and he was troubled at the very thought of its nearness he managed to control himself in some way and entered the room but a quarter of an hour elapsed and still he had not rejoined his brother so that the latter opened the door at last in order to call him the younger kozeltoff in the attitude of a naughty schoolboy was saying something to an officer named p when his brother opened the door he became utterly confused immediately i'll come out in a minute he cried waving his hand at his brother wait for me there please a moment later he emerged in fact and approached his brother with a deep sigh just imagine i cannot go with you brother he said what what nonsense is this i will tell you the whole truth misha not one of us has any money and we are all in debt to that staff-captain whom you saw there it is horribly mortifying 
the elder brother frowned and did not break the silence for a long while do you owe much he asked glancing askance at his brother oh a great deal no not a great deal but i am dreadfully ashamed of it he has paid for me for three stages and all his sugar is gone so that i do not know yes we played at preference i am a little in his debt there too this is bad volodya now what would you have done if you had not met me said the elder sternly without looking at his brother why i was thinking brother that i should get that travelling money at sevastopol and that i would give him that surely that can be done and it will be better for me to go with him to-morrow the elder brother pulled out his purse and with fingers that shook a little he took out two ten-rouble notes and one for three roubles this is all the money i have said he how much do you owe kozeltoff did not speak the exact truth when he said that this was all the money he had he had besides four gold pieces sewn into his cuff in case of an emergency but he had taken a vow not to touch them it appeared that kozeltoff what with preference and sugar was in debt to the amount of eight roubles only the elder brother gave him this sum merely remarking that one should not play preference when one had no money what did you play for the younger brother answered not a word his brother's question seemed to him to cast a reflection on his honour vexation at himself a shame at his conduct which could give rise to such a suspicion and the insult from his brother of whom he was so fond produced upon his sensitive nature so deeply painful an impression that he made no reply sensible that he was not in a condition to restrain the sobs which rose in his throat he took the money without glancing at it and went back to his comrades End of chapters five and six